Okay, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. My name is Catherine. I am the podcast host. I am um, an alchemist. I center on a lot of astrology energy and also the astrological energy that's occurring around us. I also talk a lot about the chakra system and the way that alchemy and this thing called life all kind of seems to blend in together. (laughs) So welcome back. I'm excited to be here, guys. Um, We are doing a astrology forecast um, of the dates for September. But before we get started, as always, we are definitely, definitely, definitely going to look at some of the astrology that has happened for August. And as always, I am recording this podcast in August still. The date is actually August um, 26 and it is 1.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and this recording is taking place in California. So let's get into it. So August I feel like has been one of the most highest energy months that a lot of us have seen in a long time. It's kind of Oh, it kind of reminds me of when we were like in, um, kind of like when we were in Scorpio season, I felt like there was a lot of energy around Scorpio season as well, but this energy around August has been a lot. And what we have to remember about August, August kind of like our, our quote unquote month that has a lot of solar energy that's related to the sun, um, as we have Leo season and we also have the transition from Leo season into Virgo season. So there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of high energy. Also, what is something that we have to um, pay focus to is Leo season is ruled by the sun, you know, that has that sun ruler energy for the Leo zodiac. We've been seeing a lot of uh, fires. um, And also one of the things that I pointed out Two, in the last podcast is we had Mars in Virgo. And for those who don't know, Mars is a very dynamic planet. It's very spontaneous. It's centered around areas of battle and war and almost like destruction. So we sometimes see that a lot when Mars is with an earth sign. Um, uh, sometimes we will see more hurricanes. We will see more tornadoes, great floods, great rains, a lot of fire, a lot of fire, especially as we are with the solar plex energy of Leo. So we're going to go over some of the astrology dates and some of the things that have been going around the news that I wanted to talk about and how it kind of all played out. Um, and also drop what you think in the chat or drop what you think could be happening um, with some of these media topics in the chat or also, you know, on the um, on the podcast, you can send me messages if you are a, sub- a subscription um, listener through Spotify. So first off, we had August 1st, we had the full moon in Aquarius. And that was kind of like the transition. We saw Carly Russell, um, 
whoever remembers that case about Carly Russell, Russell, the Alabama woman who uh, admitted that she staged her kidnapping. So she actually admitted she staged her kidnapping and this whole kidnapping of her seeing a toddler on the side of the road and then it all coming back to be a hoax. Um, the actual admission of, you know, I think she's still going with her legal team and I think she's actually pleading not guilty or she's pleading like, um, some type of health crisis. Um, you know, so she's still kind of in the works of not really having totally resolved this case, but there was a admission to somewhat of it all being staged that there was not a toddler on the side of the road, that in fact, she wasn't actually kidnapped. And that kind of took place on August 1st. Also, another bombshell that happened on August 1st is um, Lizzo. <laughs> it's It started to kind of come out of the areas of Lizzo being hit with a lawsuit by three of her former dancers. One thing I want to point out with the Carly Russell case before we move on to Lizzo is Carly Russell is a Leo. Her Zodiac is a Leo. And we have to remember that this is all happening right around as we transitioned into Leo season. And remember, I, I always say when you are in your solar return month, that's actually when you receive a lot of excessive energy. A lot of times we receive this energy due to the sun being the highest power of entity, the highest power of, of areas that work with the ego, that work with confidence. And sometimes that can blind us, right? That can blind us from some of the decisions we're making. Um, it can blind us from areas where we think we're doing something that is uh, positive because that ego is taking up maybe our mindset or that ego is kind of taking up some of our decisions. So I feel like with the Carly Russell case, we started to see that right around the full moon in Aquarius. And you have to remember that even though she is a, I don't know her full birth chart, I didn't look it up, but she is a um, Leo sun, but we have the full moon in Aquarius, which is basically when we have a full moon, that means that the Leo sun is opposing the Aquarius. So that is in her direct house of who she is. And when we see a energy as high as a full moon, it's probably when she was at her most emotional vulnerable state and her most, um, state where she decided I'm just spilling the beans. <laughs> I'm just closing, you know, attempting to close this chapter, attempting to relieve myself from the lies and attempting to redeem some sense that she once lost with that excessive solar energy hitting her right in the identity house. Because most likely, even though I don't know her full birth chart, but when it's happening in your sun area, that's really the area of who you are. Our, our zodiac sign of the sun sign really kind of plays that out. And a lot of us feel very connected to our zodiac. A lot of us often feel very connected to the zodiac of 
whatever our zodiac is. But then when we get into Lizzo, Lizzo's a little bit different because she's a Taurus. And with this full moon in Aquarius happening, I think, and this is just my speculation, I think with Lizzo, she has a lot of karmic energy about her. I believe she is a Taurus stellium. I know I've read her chart a couple times, but I'm not going to go over it fully again. But Lizzo, in some ways, is living in her true karmic matter. And a lot of people, when they are not living maybe in the best beneficial way, but this is really who she is. And I think with this full moon illumination happening with um, with Lizzo when it was the full moon in Aquarius, this was just a taste. This was just kind of like a taste of the eye opening for the collective to see. Because we have to remember that the Aquarius is that area of the collective. The collective is now here to look. They're now here to judge. They're now here to see. So they were kind of seeing the full story of Lizzo kind of opening up and starting to unravel. Also in August 1st, which this will definitely was something that implemented this, was we had a Mars in Virgo trying Jupiter in Taurus. And on August 1st, not only was it affecting Lizzo in her area of her Taurus being her Zodiac, where they're starting to have that aggression in the roots, that aggression with that Mars energy kind of showing its full face, but also that area of expansion. So that area of expansion for Lizzo is wide open, <laughs> wide open with the full moon in Aquarius. So people were able to take a look into her personal life. Um, you know, do I think some of these reports are false? Do I think that, you know, maybe they were um, exaggerated? Who knows? You know, I, I don't know. But it's giving people that area to look into her life or to look into that area that maybe she spoke about because Lizzo has always said that she's been very open about her sexuality and her areas of adventure. She's talked about it on many podcasts. But this was actually a time where mainstream was seeing it. So if you weren't a Lizzo fan, um, you probably didn't know. But after you heard about the lawsuit about the three backup dancers, now you know, right? So that Mars energy pushed it out, pushed it out to the collective where Lizzo had no way to stop it. And this could have been something that maybe was manifested on her own. It could have been something that she sub accidentally, you know, got a little bit too ego driven, especially considering, you know, maybe her ego has increased or maybe this is who Lizzo has always been. And we just didn't know because we were blind. We were blind to it before, but now the collective is now able to see it. So um, also what happened on August 1st, which not only was the full moon in Aquarius, but also there was the Mars in Virgo trine and Jupiter in Taurus was also Mercury in Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces. And let's talk Elon Musk. So Elon Musk replaced Twitter's um, iconic bluebird with that X sign. Caused a lot of controversy for people who um, 
our Twitter users. A lot of Twitter users, you know, weren't really going off that X sign. They didn't get it. They didn't like it. They didn't like the rebrand. They they thought that it was part of like a major new rebrand that this billionaire has basically, you know, I guess you could say ruined Twitter, some people feel like. And when we look at Mercury and Virgo uh, in opposition of Saturn and Pisces, Saturn and Pisces is all about the spiritual element. It's also about that spiritual element also in networking and media and also with um, cinema. And Mercury is the area of communication. Virgo really shows our earthbound unit and our unit towards our our roots. So this was something that shook up a lot of people's boundaries and and Elon owns Twitter, right? He says, I don't care what everybody else says. I don't care what what everybody else says. I'm going to do what I want to do. The X sign (laughs) was also installed on the roof of the company of the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco as part of the rebranding. So not only did he change it on the collective circle for the network um, on the app, but he also changed it really abruptly for the people of San Francisco. So there started to become multiple complaints about this huge X sign glaring at people's roofs. People hated it. Oh gosh, you could just hear, I'm, I'm from a, the Bay area. I'm a Bay Arian. It was just going all over the place. You know, Elon, he's screwing up the city. He's screwing. I mean, definitely, um, <laughs> San Francisco has its own problems, but you know, they did not like this huge X being installed over, um, over the building. And there you have that Mercury in Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces showing its face that, you know what? Um, Elon took that area of constriction. He took that area of moving forward and he went full forward with it. He caused a lot of people to, um, basically get mad at him, but that's nothing new for him. Right. Then also on this same day, Uh, We have the threads kind of hitting its, so threads for everybody who knows that app that was created by Mark Zuckerberg was basically known to have like reached its whole trajectory status of being the newest and latest app. As we will see later on as this month unfolds and a lot of those transits unfold, we'll also see how it's not like that right now. So Thread's daily activity user count um, has completely, you know, launched that first year, right? And it was getting so much media back in July. And I actually talked about it on July 31st, but the Thread's daily active user count went down by 82% right around August 1st, right around that area of Mercury in Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces. And for those who don't remember, Twitter and threads were having like all these beefs, these, you know, uh, memes were being created and it was kind of like a funny time. Um, Also, what was interesting about that daily user base being um, at first like 44 million and it was seen as one of the top apps is then again, we have the Mercury and Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces, that area of media hitting constructions of what was thought to be 
almost the next big thing saying, nope, uh uh-uh, it's not going anywhere, it's done. Threads users count has fallen to new lows and the retention rate, meaning people actually, yeah, they started a Threads account, right? They they started the Threads account, but they're not actually on the Threads. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe we all have a Pinterest account, but we don't necessarily all use Pinterest daily, right? So Twitter seems to still be like the place where people are going. So um, also, it really has shown that the challenge of replacing something that was the original with that Virgo element. Twitter has big roots, big, big, deep roots. A lot of people might not actually go onto Twitter to post tweets, but they do go onto Twitter to maybe research, maybe to see what's the trending topics, what's happening in the news, or what's happening with the collective that people are talking about. Those big roots weren't really filled with um, threads. And we see that completely with the Mercury and Virgo opposing Saturn and Pisces. Big roots to fill were not filled with threads and the retention um, definitely is just not there. August 6th, Sun in Leo squares Jupiter in Taurus. This was a time right around on August 4th, um, we started to see small fires initiate in Maui. And what's interesting is I did a lot of research before I started to talk about this, but actually people were saying they were seeing small fires start to initiate in Maui on August 6th. And this is a sun in Leo square, Jupiter and Taurus around August 6th. Also, all the way through August 4th, people started to know a bushfire, about 30 acres brush, was reported just outside of the Kulali Airport in Maui around 9.29 p.m. That was the first fire that was reported, and they said it was 90% contained. However, numerous um, flights to the airport, um, you know, started to kind of, um, I guess, take note of it, or there was definitely talk about it because I was watching some commentaries of people in Maui who said that they have seen fires starting back in August 4th and August 6th, small brush flyers. 8-8, okay, and we remember on 8-8, we had that big energy circle of Lionsgate portal. Uh, the Maui County authorities got the first reports of a fire at nine, I mean, at 637 AM and not long afterwards, um, police were circulating the neighborhoods and calling out via megaphones for people to evacuate and use, um, and they were, the, the fire was actually starting to get, you know, big and um, people were able to use uh, hydrants at this time. Um, and you, you all know that the, the Maui fires, what has happened in Lahaina has been absolutely devastating. Um, it took place on August 8th. Um, and what we, you know, we have been hearing is that a lot of people say that the truth isn't really coming out. Um, and when I look at this right around the major aspects that we have, we have sun in Leo squares, Jupiter and Taurus. So remember we have that Leo energy squaring 
Jupiter, which means that that Leo energy is basically saying to Jupiter, no, 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 no. You can't expand. You can't show exactly what's going on. You can't, you have to hold back and we're going to hold you back at it. And we're not going to let you expand. Maybe the truth, maybe what really happened at first. And then following the Maui fires on August 9th, uh, we have a Mercury in Virgo trines Jupiter in Taurus. So again, this Mercury in Jupiter trining Taurus is a different dynamic versus the Mars. But we have to remember Mars is with Virgo at this time. So not only do we have Mercury in Virgo, we also have Mars in Virgo creating a trine with Jupiter, which is another earth sign, which is really reflecting this energy of communication being dislodged, um, areas of not only communication being, um, unsettled, but also we have that energy of Mars, that aggressive energy. We also have that energy of Leo, the aggressive energy coming again. We also have that energy of Mercury, of communication stopping. And then we have Jupiter in Taurus trying to either expand and it could be dynamic areas of expanding the energy of Mars, or it could be the energy of the expansion fully coming of what has happened. And when you look at what has happened, you know, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of cycles of history repeating itself. Of course, there hasn't been a fire like this in centuries and especially not one in Maui, but the fact of land being uh, ripped from the indigenous culture of the people of Maui. Um, it is a cycle of history repeating um, gentrification. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next, but in all honesty, we see that there is a lot of concern, especially if you are, um, somebody who comes from an indigenous culture, you know, that there's always concern when stuff like this has happened. And some of the things that I want to reflect on this is as we have the Saturn in Pisces, Saturn in Pisces, is a constriction of our spiritual essence. It is a constriction of um, areas of spiritual inlight. And I thought we would see a lot of cults with the spiritual aspect happening with that Saturn energy of the constriction of maybe people um, become more aware of cults as we have this transit. But it also sounds like it's hitting us in energies that are more formulated to the spiritual history and cultures that are now being ripped away from certain people and being ripped away from certain cultures. So we have the, the chances that, um, you know, so what we know about the Maui fires is a couple facts. And then there's also a lot of speculation. Um, some of the facts are, we know that it happened as small, um, bushfires. We also know that there was, uh, a massive fire and it was extremely windy. We know that the winds were high and they were coming down to almost like a tunnel type 
area, kind of like a downhill slope to Lahaina. We also know that um, when these fires really broke out, that many people didn't know. They didn't um, alert the community with the with the sirens. They didn't alert the community with their um, siren system. And the 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 guy who was responsible for that said he didn't want to cons- confuse people because most people, uh, when those sirens go off, it's a warning of a tsunami. And he didn't want the people to rush towards the ocean. But in actuality, uh, or he didn't want people to run towards the opposite area of the ocean because they might think it's a tsunami. You got to really think about that for a second. <laughs> okay. And let's think for a second. You hear sirens. You come out, you wake up, you see smoke. Are you going to rush towards the smoke and the fire? I don't really, I don't, I think that was a very poor excuse. Um, for whatever reason, the sirens didn't take place. Um, the people were not alerted. And um, they basically found out that there was this huge uh, fire from just other people, you know, from seeing it, from being there. And then that's when you have to remember that also there was a lot of children who were home from school because they closed school that day because of the risk of power outages and also because of the risk of the high winds. So there was a lot of failures with um the, with the government there was a lot of failures with community leaders with this um, Maui incident and I will say that there is speculation again that some of this was um maybe a little bit premeditated and you know and I and I don't want to you know sound like a huge conspiracy theorist because I'm not but you have to look at all the factors you know but then also you have to look at some of the factors that um come into play that we know right we know that there were certain houses that continued to stand in Maui because they were built um with fire protection. A lot of them had, um, were built through concrete. They were not built through wood. Um, they had like tile roofs or metal roofs. So they were able to uphold the, the high flames. They were able to uphold a lot of, um, the heat and the fire. They didn't crumble like a lot of the people in, uh, in that area of Lahaina that had the older homes um, that were built of wood. So we know that um, there was a lot of circumstances. Then there was a power outage. So one of the things about the power outage is after the power outage occurred, then the water stopped. So people, when they attempted to water down their homes or water down um, certain areas, that they weren't able to use any water. We have to remember that a lot of water systems are somehow connected to power. Um, there is a power and electrical factor that brings in the the water. How the fire started, you know, I don't, they're saying maybe um, power lines is what started. Some people say maybe laser beams. Um, it depends on who you listen to and who you um, think actually has a valid response of what possibly could have happened. But it does look like an explosion took um, 
you know, took in Maui. It's, it's very horrible. I think the death count is at like 114, 113. Um, a lot of children passed away. Um, and I think up to 800 people are still missing. The people of Lahaina are saying that's false, that there's more people missing and that the death toll has to be more than that from what they have seen. Um, so we have that area of the sun in Leo square Jupiter in Taurus right around that time. And then also Mercury in Virgo trying Jupiter in Taurus. And when we look at cosmos and we look at the correlations of astrology and real life events that happen around us, it makes you wonder, you know, could any of this been prevented? Probably not. You know what I mean? Even if we were reading that energy map of the sun in Leo squares, Jupiter and Taurus, and the fact that Mars is in an earth element, are we going to be able to stop any natural disasters? No, because they're happening with, um, with the way that the planet is being, you know, just basically demolished. And also we have to remember that the sun is getting hotter. The sun is, I think, um, 22, um, billion years old. It's going to engulf the earth in a couple billions of years. Don't worry. Uh, we might not be on this life for it, but maybe our other, (laughs) but I mean, it's an area that we can't deny. The heat is happening. The areas of, of glaciers melting is occurring. It's getting hotter. The flooding stuff like this is going to continue to happen for years to come. And like I said, it doesn't matter where Mars is, if it's in a earth sign or not, it's the, the, it's going to continue to happen, um, during all seasons, but definitely in Leo season, we tend to see a lot of fires. Um, one of the things that I do want to say about, um, Maui before I move on is no matter what you believe, what started the fire, if it was um, areas of power lines, if it was lasers, if it was, um, you know, a accident, if it was just very um, bad planning, or if it was an area to attempt to steal the history and attempt to steal the land from many Maui um, residents. We have to remember that their land has been stolen multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, it's continued to being be stolen uh, all around them multiple, multiple times. People in Maui have asked people to stop visiting them for years because their homeless population is um, increasing. Uh, they aren't able to afford their houses. And I, I saw one Maui resident said, you know, I, I don't mind people visiting, but leave, please don't move here because what's happening is they aren't able to afford their homes. Um, they've been going through this for probably like a very long time. And now they don't even have homes to come back to. So there has actually been talk that, um, they were attempting to make a bunch of cities, smart cities, and they would be ran off of, um, solar energy 
And then we have the sun in Leo squares Jupiter in Taurus. Again, they would be ran off of solar energy, a lot of AI influence, um, and they would be basically a smart city. There was proposition of trying to have it done in Maui as being one of the first smart cities. And you can go ahead and research this um, on your own. I'm not going to drop in articles or anything like that, because in all honesty, this is more about the astrology that's related to this. But um, so there's been talks of Maui being one of the first cities because, you know, the consumership is there, right? The consumership is there. It's a tourist destination. They wanted to put high rises. They wanted to have, you know, all this energy, um, I guess back into corporate America, as one might say, you know, and there was a lot of, um, conserve conservation, um, facilities that, and organizations that didn't want this to happen. And Lahaina is considered a area that you can't allow this to happen because it is a historic, um, area. It is a historic place with a lot of culture and you just can't go in there and, um, make it a smart city. So a lot of residents feel that now that the fires have happened, that now they are going to be forced to become this smart city because now it was, it wasn't, oh, you can't rebuild because this is historic. It's now we have to rebuild. So what is it going to be rebuilt to? Right. And there's a lot of corporate giants, um, Mark, Zuckerberg owns a lot of land in Maui. Um, so does Oprah. Um, there's a lot of people with a lot of money who live in Maui and who are continuing to, um, kind of, I guess you could say, continue to profit off of the land of Maui and the culture of these people who lost all of their homes. Um, what we also have to look at is also Amazon has just donated a bunch of money to Maui. And I don't know if Amazon is planning on building a mass warehouse there, but there's definitely that vibe that everything that Maui once was is no longer going to be. And if you are um, looking to help somebody, please, and help a family, please research. There's certain um, certain groups and certain people who have spoke out saying that they aren't getting um, donations, that FEMA is not really helping them, and that uh, the Red Cross isn't somebody you can donate to. Please try to find a individual family and donate to them. Um, one of my friends on my Instagram, that's what she did because she wanted to make sure it was actually getting to people in Lahaina. Um, and that it wasn't just used for other things or areas of, you know, where they were taking away a percentage of the donations. So just be mindful about that. And I really hope that, you know, I do, I know Maui will rebuild. I just hope that they don't lose half of their indigenous culture and half of their people during this rebuild and that they don't basically force 
the natives off the island is my biggest concern with this. Um, because a lot of people are already being listed for, you know, please, please, um, sell your home. Or if you want to sell your home, we will buy it from you. So it's, it's a very hard time for the people of Maui. And obviously I'm very concerned about it. I know a lot of us are, and, um, I hope that a lot of the natives get to still stay in their island and they aren't forced off. So also around that time, we have this special counselor, counsel slapped Twitter uh, with a search warrant for the Trump, for Mr. Trump's account. <laughs> and, you know, Trump in his Gemini ways uh, said, you know, they're violating his um, civil rights. And that happened right again the same time on August 9th, Mercury in Virgo trying Jupiter in Taurus. Also, there was an armed man accused of making violent threats to President Joe Biden, and he was shot and killed um, by FBI, FBI agents, um, and that happened the same day. Um, and then a nurse in Haiti got rescued, and that happened on August 9th. Mercury in Virgo, trying Jupiter in Taurus. So a lot of area of communication, networking, and also areas of luck. I mean, that nurse was very lucky to get rescued. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that guy, you know, it sounds like he was pretty, the one who got shot um, for making threats to Joe Biden. The story hasn't really came out too much about it, but it's kind of an interesting story. On August 15th, we have the sun in Leo squares Uranus in Taurus. And we also have to remember that um, Uranus is all about revolution. It's all about that rebellious energy. And then we have Taurus, which is all about wealth and energy of luxury. Um, and then we have the sun in Leo, which is a very dominant Leo energy. The Leo is also seen as a leader sign. It's also seen as an area that resembles um, strength, bravery. And these two aspects are basically opposing each other. They're saying, you know, let's have a battle. Let's have a fight. So over on August 15th, we have Sun in, Le in Leo squares Uranus in Taurus. Over the last 10 years, um, eight, <clears throat> 88 and 200 tones of natural uranium was imported into France. Came mainly from um, these three countries, uh, Kalazatan, Niger, and Uzbekistan. Um, Niger plays an important role in France's supplies, but it is important that um, it is not, you know, overestimated uh, what's going to happen with this alliance. So a lot of people are um, kind of concerned about this because Niger is the world's seventh biggest producer of uranium. And when you think about uranium, we need uranium <laughs> for a lot of our cell phones. We need uranium for a lot of our smart cars. We need uranium for a lot of things. Uranium is almost like the next gold, right? <clears throat> and then look at the, the transit that we have. Sun in Leo squares Uranus. 
in Taurus. And that's all about the earth. And that's all about revolution. So I know there's talks about the Brinks um, currency uh, with Russia, China, and Africa. A lot of people are saying it's going to cause hyperinflation uh, in the next upcoming years. Um, I mean, we've all been seeing the inflation. Do I think it's going to get a little bit worse? Yes, I do. That's why I've been telling a lot of people to, um, you know, definitely try to get into the pattern of buying local, buying small and growing your own. Um, breaking out of the matrix. I once heard this, um, and it made a lot of sense. Breaking out of the matrix is understanding that everything you receive, you can regenerate. For instance, you can get a bell pepper, save those bell pepper seeds and grow a bell pepper plant. And if you don't believe me, that's what I have in my backyard is a bell pepper plant that grew from bell pepper seeds from the bell pepper that I bought at the store for 99 cents. So there's ways to break out of where we aren't going to have to um, use our money so much, right? Um, and also there's ways that we can use energy to preserve um, certain aspects that we use in our daily lives. Is hyperinflation coming? Possibly. I talked about this many months ago. Um, I think I can't remember where, how in France they have a security, security devices on meat and stuff like that. You know, you can't just go and buy a $20 steak. You have to get it in the back, kind of like how they have liquor. <laughs> you know, if you live in the States, you know, all the good liquors in that case. <laughs> and and uh, they got to walk you over there. And that might be how they do um, high luxury items like uh, steaks, fine cheeses, and even butters. But we will see, right? So Russia has also written off the African countries that were in debt. So this kind of took the um, the U.S. by storm or definitely caused a little uproar is around this time that uh, according to a lot of people, they were maybe first hearing about it, that Russian's president, Val 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 Valdemar Putin, actually took away the debt. He paid off the debt for a lot of African countries that um, they owed the U.S. So when the U.S. went to donate, they actually said, no thanks, we don't need your money. We're hanging out with Russia. So there's definitely alliances building. Um, I know a lot of astrologers are predicting that there's going to be a war coming up um, in may possibly when uh, 2024 rolls around, especially with your, I believe it is Uranus hitting in uh, Gemini. Uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, do I believe it? Uh, I don't know if I believe it, if it's actually going to be a war or if it's going to be more of the war of economics and consumership, because I don't think people are going to pay $1,500 for some Nikes. I know I'm not. I mean, I will wear my flip-flops 
and and keep it very local based. I'm not paying that much money uh, for stuff like that. So also, um, what's interesting about this date is Mark Zuckerberg, chief executive of Meta, wrote on his Threads platform that people need to stop taking everything so serious about um, this whole fight between him and um, Elon Musk and just kind of let it go. Also on August, the area around August 15th with the sun in Leo squares Uranus in Taurus. This was a big one for Lizzo. She was dropped as one of the Super Bowl contenders, somebody who possibly could be performing in the Super Bowl. Um, they said, nope, Lizzo. And we have to see with that sun energy squaring her Uranus in Taurus, um, definitely that is in her home state, that is definitely in her home energy of who she is. So I think she probably took that really hard. Um, and we will see how this Lizzo um, drama continues to unfold. One of the things that stood out about this date too was Juno enters Leo and then that blindside movie was known for being fake <laughs> or um, the, I forget his name, but the man who... Um, was the key person that the movie was about said that the Tuies, I remember their name, I believe his name was Michael, but he said that the Tuies, the people in that blindside movie about the um, football player who was adopted, that all that was a scam. He was never really adopted. It was all part of a conservatorship. He didn't get money. And what Juno represents is Juno represents that area of the feminine and also is, was seen as a nurt. It's an asteroid. It's seen as a nurturing aspect. And when it enters Leo, that was a transition of energy, of possible new um of new viewing and also of it being very ego driven. Cause we have to remember the Leo has that ego driven area around it. Um, also what is, um, interesting is that, um, there's still a lot of talk about this blindsided blindside movie that, um, the reason why the family had to do the conservatorship was in fact, when they took, um, this, this man in that he actually was already an adult and they couldn't, you can't adopt an adult. So that was interesting. Also around this time we have Drake and Bobby Atloff split their alliance of friendship. Um, you know, if, uh, that was all based on copyright issues, but then I heard Lil Yachi took down his interview too. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Um, I did some TikToks about it, but in all honesty, I really don't care that much about Bobby Atloff or Drake to research it. Uh, Britney Spears is headed to divorce court for allegations of cheating. So a lot of energy with the cosmos. Um, we, I don't know. I hope Britney gets help. Um, I think she's a little bit off her rocker, but I think her husband was also using her as well. Um, August 16th, Mars in Virgo trine Uranus in Taurus. This was right around the time on 818. We have um, India becomes the first, fourth country to land on the moon. First on the South Pole, the Chandran 
Chandrayaan 3 spacecraft, the lunar South Pole has emerged as a place of exploration and interest thanks to the recent discoveries of trace water of ice on the moon. And India previously attempted um, to do a lunar South Pole landing back in September of 2019, but this time it um, it was actually... Um, a more of a success. So this was around um, this time as they were preparing their launch. Also um, with Mars and Virgo trying Uranus and Taurus to Earth signs, um, getting a hit of uh, Mars energy. We have Hurricane Hillary, which turned out to be a tropical storm, touchdowns in California. The first time we had a tropical storm since 1939, um, and that was mostly, I saw Palm Springs got the worst of it, it seems like, um, and I believe like the Dodger Stadium was um, flooded or some, some shit, but I mean, California needs to kind of like... Areas like that that stay so dry, they don't prepare for storms. Their sewage system isn't, you know, the sewage, the drainage system, it needs to be cleared away. It's never cleared away. And then when you have this, our roads can't, you know, when there are these these storms, our roads can't take it and we see a lot of flooding. 812, uh, I mean, 821 Cuba moves to a cashless banking system. And remember I told you guys a few months ago that a lot of people are trying to aim towards the cashless banking. So we have it again. And that was right around Mars and Virgo's trying, um, Mars and Virgo trying Uranus and Taurus and Uranus is all about money. And so is Taurus earth and money. Um, August 22nd, Venus in Leo squares Jupiter in Taurus. So this is a big element of energy that structured around that area of, um, ego. Also that energy of Jupiter once again, but this has to do with a lot with relationships and also energy around the relationships. And during this time we have a Pakistan car cable car rescued, over eight people that were stuck in the cable car. And a lot of people got to see that video. Um, very cool. Um, they, it took them over 12 hours. And what I want to say about this, because you're probably like, how does this have to do with anything with astrology? The relationship of Venus, of not giving up, continues to prosper, right? And even though there was elements that were fighting with the Jupiter and Taurus, we also have that area of Mars and Virgo, opposition of Neptune and Pisces, which feels very dreamlike. Could you imagine being airlifted and being stranded like on the side of a road and the army deploying these scaly, you know, um, ways to lift you up in the air? And there's bad weather. There's all this area of like, this almost sounds like a movie, right? And could you imagine you being stuck in a, a car and the people all survived? All eight of the people who were stuck in the car all survived. Like that's crazy insane, right? Like it's definitely that movie element, that Mars and Virgo opposing uh, that Neptune and Pisces and also saying like, this is a hard battle. Um, you know, I'm sure the people who rescued them have never done anything like this before. And they were like, we just have to do it, right? 
Um, also we had the tropical storm Harold in Texas, and then France is struggling with a heat wave. So a lot of that Mars energy, a lot of that opposition, um, especially with dreams and that area of the spiritual presence. Then on August 23rd, we have sun enters Virgo, India fully landed on the South pole on the moon. Well done, India. August 23rd, Mercury goes retrograde in Virgo. So we are fully in a retrograde. And this is a time that the um, tropical glaciers of Indonesia have been acknowledged to may disappear by the end of the decade due to the El Nino, meaning it's hot as shit, weather patterns. So we may not have um, the tropical glaciers in Indonesia by 2026. So um, that is something that was announced right on the day of Mercury retrograde. And retrogrades, for everybody knows, is taking a step back. So I would ask you, how are we going to take a step back from preserving some of our natural habitation, especially um, the earth, especially that natural energy of the earth? How are we going to preserve it? How, how are we individually going to try to preserve it, right? Because we can only do what we can with us. On August 24th, we have Mars in Virgos, Trines, Pluto in Capricorn. And uh, I told you guys, I remember, go listen to the last podcast. I said this, we're going to feel a transition around either corporations. It's going to be a battle of some type of like corporations or huge entities or people who are in charge of um, something big. But guess what it was? It was Trump. <laughs> that damn Gemini. Just can't get away from that guy. Uh, Trump's mugshot made public by Fulton County Jail after an arrest. And all the people in his group, right? All the people in his little gang gang, they all made um, their mugshots were out in the public for everybody to see. Former President Donald Trump was booked at Fulton County Jail in Atlanta on Thursday for felony charges related to his efforts of trying to overturn the 2020 election. Did I say too many 2020 election? Wow. And you know what's funny about Trump is Trump no matter what, he always figures out some way to somehow come back. I mean, even though he is going through all these indictments, then the following day, people you were freaking buying portraits uh, of his damn mugshot on their shirt. I mean, Trump is the ultimate, I hate to say this, and I believe he is a new moon baby because, or no, he's a full moon baby. And um, who was his vice president? Pence. Yes. Mike, uh, Mike Pence was a new moon baby. So Trump was a full moon baby and of Gemini and Mike Pence was a new moon baby of Gemini. So anyways, Trump then got everybody wearing his damn shirt, his damn mugshot shirt, and he's selling mugshots. And then he also, you know, went to um, Fulton 
Um, very, you know, whole bunch of cars, uh, got as much shot taken. People are having so much fun with those mugshot memes, but still, he still remains somehow to be able to profit from this because he's now continuing to sell shirts and, um, basically make money and get his, you know, face out there. Oh, God, you either love him or hate him. Um, I'm just at the point where I just feel like, I don't know, this guy's never going anywhere. <laughs> so he is the Trumpsters out. The Ful- Fulton County Sheriff Office released Trump's mugshot, and he's out on a $200,000 bail. Okay, so the next days that you need to pay attention to for August is Mars enters Leo. I mean, Mars enters Libra. Hopefully that will give us a break from a lot of fires and a lot of um, weather aspects, but I don't know. It also might be a time that we're going to have to learn to balance our energy. We also have Uranus goes retrograde in Taurus. Um, So that will be happening that we might see some toxicity um, of maybe some cycles breaking away, maybe um, some alliances uh, kind of seeking freedom, but I feel like we've been seeing that a lot. And then on August 30th, we have the full moon in Pisces. And that was a big, 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 um, reflection. Jesus, that reflection took me an hour. So this is going to be a pretty quick rundown of the upcoming dates for September. And I'm not going to make too many predictions, um, but I will let you know the days that I feel that you should definitely pay attention to. Um, I do like this style of going back and seeing what has happened. If you see any stories in the news that you feel are pertaining to certain astrological events, go ahead and send them to me on Chakra's um underscore cuss words, uh, on my Instagram, or you can send them to my, uh, Yahoo channel, uh, Yahoo email chakras.cusswords.com. I am working on a lot of podcasts. I have for the YouTube channel. We will be doing a collective reading, um, for the full moon in Pisces that will be out on Tuesday. I'm currently working on the astrology and numerology of Biggie and Tupac. And I am diving deep. (laughs) I am diving deep and I'm going to go over Tupac's birth and death chart. And I'm also going to go over Biggie's birth chart. And I can already tell you that they had a lot of similarities. I feel that they had some type of twin flame energy, some type of destiny energy, some type of energy where um, it was more than just West Coast versus East Coast. There was a lot of energy in the cosmos. There was a lot of energy with these two individuals that had a lot of similarities that were once friends that turned um, enemies. And I think a lot of it had to play out with external sources, external factors. Um, Some might say Sean Puffy Combs. Others might say Suge Knight, right? So let's get into the astrology for September 2023. We have on September 3rd, Vino go, Venus, woo, Venus goes direct in Leo. So this is a time that you're actually going to want to be structured 
more and more on not only your relationship, but your relationship with self, how it is that you feel as an individual. Also, it is a perfect time to look at self-care regimens, rituals that you have, relationships you have with yourself, also relationships you have with the energy towards bringing yourself that confidence and bringing yourself that validation to continue to move in a pattern that feels right with you, right? Because before we can work on a relationship, we have to work on our authentic self, our identity self, who we are in our self-expression. So for Venus goes direct in Leo, we might see some areas of um, some beautiful stories of um, confidence, uplifting, um, some tales of um, heroes in the making or some tales of um, people who have stepped into their true steps of who they are and surrendered their self to the divine of their individuality. Also on September 4th, we have Jupiter goes retrograde in Taurus. Right now we have a lot of planets in retrograde. Pisces, um, I believe has Saturn in retrograde, Mercury's in retrograde. But anyways, Jupiter goes retrograde in Taurus. This might feel like a shakeup to some people. This might feel like um, everything that was going right now kind of feels a little bit of a cluster. Also, this is a perfect time for you to reflect. Reflect on your goals. Reflect on your courses. Reflect on your strategies. Reflect on what it is that you want to move forward with. Use this as a calming time, right? doesn't necessarily, when we have all these planets in retrograde, especially when we have planets such as Jupiter, such as um, <clears throat> Saturn, such as Mercury in retrograde, it's not necessarily a time that we're going to want to make huge, huge commitments. It's just time that we're going to use as reflection. How can we improve? How can we um, make a new idea? How can we um, use this to kind of set our calming factor down and have that reflection space? Also, we have to remember that the month of September is a transition month energy. While it is transitioning us from that go, 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 go factor of the summer element, the grow factor, as one might say, this is going to start to transition to the fall. This is going to be this more subtle moment, subtle moments, and we're going to have to try to enjoy it. And you know, once they release that pumpkin spice, it is over with. It is now autumn to the girlies. <laughs> I don't know. Did anybody go get a pumpkin spice latte? I will say I am that basic bitch. And yes, I did on launch day. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the pumpkin spice is out. We got to, you know, tone it down a bit. And that's what the retrogrades are about. You tone it down a bit. Also on September 13th, we have that little asteroid nose palace enters Libra. This is the time that we aren't just reflecting. We aren't just, um, settled in our ways, but we are balance. And when we have these little asteroids hitting, it's not as big as a planet. It's not as big as an energy shift as a planet, but it is that little saying that says, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You make smart decisions. You make 
choices that work. You do it. You, you, you might not feel like it all the time, right? Sometimes we might feel like we got too much on our shoulders or our, our body's just unbalanced and we don't really know if we are taking the right step. But let me tell you what Palace and in, Enters Libra reminds me of. You ever see 555? Five, five, five? 555. That angel number 555. Palace in Enters Libra reminds me of 555. Because 555 is that energy of you're on the right track. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes and maybe you're making a lot of decisions that feel a little challenging and you're not sure if you're headed in the right direction. But 555 is just that subtle reminder of you got this. Girl, you got this. You can do this. You're okay. It's okay. So take that energy as it's okay. And also on September 13th, we have Vesta enters Cancer. So with Vesta, Vesta, we're going to be a little bit more established with our relationships and we're going to be a little bit more established with our energy, with our emotions. So if we have a little emotional meltdown and maybe we get really mad at our spouse or we get really mad at our partner, or maybe we get a little bit rambunctious in certain energies, it's okay because palace and in Libra has already told you it's okay to have that good cry. It's okay to have that time where you're stepping away from certain things. You're stepping away from certain friendships, or maybe you're entering new friendships. Having that commitment with yourself, having that commitment with the relationship and with the home, it's okay. So just because there was a mix up or something that happened that maybe you didn't agree with and maybe you seemed a little bit overly emotional with Vesta entering cancer, it's okay. It's okay. You can do that. You can focus on making your home feel a little bit more sturdy. You can apologize. You can ask for an apology. You can ask for certain areas that will build towards the foundation of your relationship or maybe build foundations towards you making other connections with new people. It's okay because that 555 energy is there for you. It's okay. So on September 14th, we also have a new moon in Virgo. And with the new moon in Virgo, I feel like we're going to see a lot of energy around new, 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 new steps that we can create towards new lifestyle changes. That in all honesty should be your area of intentions for this new moon in Virgo is looking at ways you can create a good lifestyle change, a productive lifestyle change, maybe get a little bit um, directed towards the health, the wellness, the lifestyle. And I know it's a challenge. It challenges me sometimes, right? I'm very challenged when it comes to that. You know, it, it's not an easy practice to have is to have those daily rituals, but that's what the new moon in Virgo is about. It's about being productive, being wise, how we spend our energy, being, uh, purposeful 
in our areas of routines and having it show in the energies of the the goddess element of the bird of the virgo of having it centered around who we are and that energy of love back to ourselves also i think with the new moon in virgo we might see some new things here on earth uh, maybe some new i hope it's not another app <laughs> I'm not downloading any more apps after this damn um, threads. I'm over it. I'm not I'm not downloading any more apps unless it's like really cool. Wait. <laughs> okay. So maybe it's something, right? Something good, something fun, something exciting, maybe a new activity in your community, maybe a new um, insight on a perspective you once had, but something new, right? And something that you can use that new energy and ground it to some new routines. Also on September 15th, we have a Mercury goes direct in Virgo. Woo! Mercury retrograde is officially over. And that anxious energy of technology always not letting us when is coming to an end, um, it will be a good time to reorganize, to reflect and get back to work. This is a time that you're going to want to sign those contracts. You're going to want to um, get in a collaborative approach. You're going to want to um, learn more about how you can make some steps towards growth before um, autumn hits, before shadow season hits, before winter season hits. Get out some of those areas of of um, starting something, uh, especially as Mercury retrograde um, has ended. Mercury will be direct. So that is a perfect time for you to also discover new ways that you will use technology, use networking, use communication to build roots in either your relationships, your business, wherever it is that you want to use them at. On September 15th, we have Ceres enters Scorpio. So Scorpio uh, with Ceres. What I like about this conjunction, what I like about this is the Scorpio is a, uh, is a beautiful zodiac. I feel like the Scorpio hat gets a bad rap sometimes because they're so mysterious. Um, but the Scorpio is very good at creating trends and creating um, resources. And Ceres is all about that, is all about networking and stepping into that outer mind state of building connections. So when we look at the Scorpio, and series conjunction, we're going to take time to create bonds. We're also going to take time to create everlasting friendships. So um, this is going to be a time that you are centered around relationships, friendships, and kind of having it all forward in that space. On, um, let's see, what is another date. On September 22nd, we have Sun enters Libra. And this is the first day of autumn. I know, right? Autumn already? I mean, it probably is not going to feel like autumn because I feel like California and all this heat wave has been like crazy all around the world. Um, so it is the first day of autumn. And this is a time that we are going to want to used to meditate. We're also going to want to loosen our grips on 
areas of feeling that we need to control everything. Um, and we're also going to want to stand stand in our place. We're going to want to balance um, who we are and what's important to us. And we're going to want to also balance the relationships that are around us. And um, it's also a time for us to kind of relax. And um, even though we are doing a lot of balance and harmony with the sun entering uh, Libra, but it's also a time that we're going to want to stand up for not only ourselves, but what's right to us, right? And what's right to the people around us. On September 29th, we have a full moon in Aries, and this is a time that allows us to take in our, not only our new strengths in what we've built in the month of September, but also our new strengths of where it is that we want to create a intention where it is that we want to look for wisdom, where it is that we want to spend our time in giving and also creating. Um, This full moon in Aries is a time that we are going to look at our destiny um, as we have that current destiny node being in Aries. Um, So it is a time that we look at the big, big, big picture, the destiny of our, of our life, where it is that we want to be, what is your legacy? What is your raw insight of where it is that you want to be? Remember your words are extremely powerful. So speak that power of your legacy into existence. Speak that legacy of of who you are, where you are, who is around you, and where it is that you continue to grow and create into existence. Especially with the full moon in Aries as being a cardinal sign currently aligned with the destiny node of Aries. So a big moment for a lot of Aries placements. This is also a good time for you to look at where Aries is in your chart and see how it is resembling towards your area of intentions towards your overall journey. What it is, what matters to you the most, right? What matters to you the most? Um, And when I think about Libra season, um, even though we transitioned out of... um, out of Virgo. Um, but when I think about like Libra season, I really feel like that balance, that balance of harmony. Um, sometimes Libras feel very unbalanced. Uh, they just need to learn to get grounded a little bit more. It has to do with a lot of that air sign element traits, but I think I want to use like a little story, um, about, um, I don't know if, many of you guys heard, but this all happened in Leo season. Um, that area of, we saw a lot of like transition with the heart, the heart chakra. And one of the stories that stuck out to me the most is, um, LeBron's son. He had uh, cardiac arrest 
and he had, um, you know, almost died and he is playing, you know, basketball and one of LeBron's biggest, um, biggest things that he always talked about was he wanted to play with his son, like on an NBA type stage, right? Um, he didn't say if it was the Lakers, <laughs> you know, but he always wanted to play with his son, right? And he kind of made that known that he was still in this basketball game because, you know, he wants to play with his son. Then the son has this cardiac arrest. And now there's that element of, of that goal, of that legacy goal actually might be compromised, right? That, that energy might be compromised because now he has to look at it fully and say, is this worth it, right? Is having this legacy energy worth it? Do I need to balance it out? But then just recently, I believe yesterday, it was um, confirmed that the son has a heart defect um, that they didn't they didn't find, and I was I wasn't surprised because a lot of tall men have um, heart issues, um, and for those who know, I have a heart issue. I underwent open heart surgery at um, childhood, uh, actually as a baby. But um, what a lot of people don't see is they don't see it right away sometimes, but, you know, maybe they didn't see the full extent of his, um, of his heart, you know, cardiac workup. Maybe he didn't have an echo. Maybe he didn't have a, a, a cardiac MRI. Maybe he just got an EKG, right? So maybe LeBron didn't know the full extent. And obviously, um, his son, I believe seems Bronny, um, didn't know either. Right. Because if he knew there would have been precautions made before he was playing at such a high altitude or working at, at such a high altitude of, um, endurance and velocity and intense, right. That intense nature that a basketball player has to have. Right. So, um, maybe, you know, they didn't know, obviously they didn't know, but now they're saying that he's probably going to have to have some kind of cardiac surgery. And I know Shaq's son did too. And Shaq's son still plays basketball. Um, I don't think he's, he's not on the NBA though. I don't think, but, um, I think he plays like for a G leader or something like that. But anyways, so now this family who, and especially LeBron and the son now have this energy where that cycle of what was the legacy, right? May now have to take some type of balance and some type of harmony, some type of energy where they weigh out the pros and the cons. Is that legacy worth it? Is it worth it? to fulfill that pathway, to fulfill that destiny of the current cycle, because now we know something we didn't know before. So when we have this transition of like a full moon in Aries and also that energy of the Libra, this is the time that we're going to want to deep, deep 
deep dive into those raw emotions of the legacy, of the raw emotions, of the factors around you. Like, um, you know, I was thinking about because I, I overall feel that I'm in good health, but I have had some heart complications. You know, it's just um, facts of getting older and the heart getting older, the muscle getting older. And um, there was, you know, if somebody asked me, would you ever have a heart transplant? Fuck yeah, I would. Why wouldn't I? Right? If I had the the choice to live longer to a hundred or whatever, and I was in this state where I wasn't, where I wasn't healthy and I was maybe sick, would I have a heart transplant? Yes. That's the energy I would have to take, right? But I would have balanced, I would balance out the current and the um, situations of both, right? So we have to think about how it is that we balance and interpret those raw emotions, those emotions of what we're feeling as we transition into Libra season, that transition of the life of who we are and where it is that we want to be. Also, um, following up on the, the September 30th, we have Mercury in Virgo trines Uranus and Taurus. So this is a time that it's the last day of September. It's the time that you are going to want to let yourself know, give yourself that pat on the back, right? Because we have Mercury, Mercury and Virgo trying Uranus and Taurus. Again, we've seen this before, right? We've seen this aspect before. Um, and this is a time that we are going to look at the goals and not only the goals that we want to complete, but the goals we have already completed, the area of networking we have already completed, the area of change, the area of transition, the area of transformation, the area of journey, the area of wealth, the area of success, the area of money when we see Taurus. Okay, Taurus, the second house, it has a lot of money aspects, has a lot of networking aspects to it. Not only look at what it is that you are willing to put the work for, put the steps towards, towards the intuition, towards the intentions, towards the manifestation, but also look at what have you already done? Because that area of knowing what you have already done, what you have already accomplished, is going to be the energy that's going to move you to new, new accomplishments. So I want to thank everybody who listened to this uh, podcast. And um, thank you so much for hanging out with me for this very long, (laughs) I'm just glad it's uh, not two hours, (laughs) podcast. And thank you so much. And um, everybody have an amazing, amazing day. And please like, comment, and share, and share this podcast out to a friend. And have a great day.